At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Thursday, May 25th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you as we've got a shortened card here on a Thursday. Ten games, two of them already have started as I start recording today's podcast, but plenty to talk about with today's action, including four plays that I have of the remaining games that have yet to get started out there for this Thursday. Before I dig into that, I want to remind you of a few things going on over at VEASAN.com. Zach Cohen covering the French Open on the tennis side. We're also going to have some special programming on VEASAN for the French Open. We've got the Charles Schwab Challenge that teed off today. Got all kinds of stuff with that. The Long Shots podcast, golf previews over at VEASAN.com. The works for that. NHL and NBA playoffs still going, although who knows? The conference finals for the NHL could be over tonight, giving us a really long break between the end of the conference finals and the start of the Stanley Cup Finals, so we'll see what transpires tonight. And, of course, the Heat with a chance to knock out the Celtics tonight. Coverage of that over at vston.com from Jonathan Von Tobel. Also some player prop stuff from Zach Cohen. Make sure you check out all of our podcasts here in the VSIN family of podcasts. We got plenty of them. Rate, review, subscribe. We greatly appreciate any time that our content gets propped up from positive reviews, positive feedback, and all of that. So wherever you get your podcast content, including VSIN Daily Baseball Bets, throw us a five-star review, throw us some positive feedback. We'd be happy to get that if you like the content that you are hearing. All right, you know what? I'm just going to dive right into today's card. You know, I uh, I don't really have too much to say about what's kind of going on from a macro picture around Major League Baseball. It would just be a lot of the same things, a lot of recapping and rehashing things I've talked about here recently in terms of you know, pitcher call-ups in terms of openers and going with bulk relievers in terms of using Twitter to your advantage to find out if guys are on pitch counts, what the situations are, who's available, all those kinds of things. You know, at this time of the year, these teams are going through some stuff. You know, I mean, the Cardinals just continue to be kind of a mess publicly and seemingly in the clubhouse with, 
you know, some of their roster decisions, some of the things that the manager has been saying, all of that, maybe that kind of leaking over to the field a little bit as they're sort of struggling through this series here against the Reds. But, you know, look, there are a lot of reasons to dislike Twitter, a lot of reasons to dislike social media, but Twitter is probably the best news source that we have out there. And that's especially true when you talk about Major League Baseball, when you talk about link sharing of content that can kind of give you a different perspective or maybe bring your attention to something that you haven't really picked up on. I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of reading and a lot of researching when I'm not you know, recording podcasts or writing 4,000 words on the MLB card, trying to stay up on it all, trying to stay up on guys that are you know changing their pitch arsenals, changing their grips, uh, teams that are going to six-man rotations, all these different types of things. Twitter can be very valuable for that, having a source of you know information, is very, very powerful having a network of friends, betters, like-minded individuals, you know, Discord channels and all these different things that are out there. Yeah, you got to sort through some bullshit, and that's true of any walk of life. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are willing to help, willing to share information. So, you know, if you are somebody who maybe doesn't have a Twitter account or maybe you don't really use it a whole lot, maybe you kind of lurk and only look at a few things, I think it can be really useful to you know, kind of get a lay of the land, not only on a team-by-team -team level, but also on a player-by-player -player level. So I guess that's my tip for today. You know, again, Twitter can be an absolute cesspool. There are, quite frankly, a lot of assholes out there on the platform. But if you can navigate through that, there's a lot of good information out there, a lot of good writers that are sharing good things, not even just for baseball, but also, you know, football's coming up or staying on top of college football and the transfer portal, staying on top of college basketball, and the transfer portal, all this different stuff. So, you know, information really is power a lot of times when you want to take betting seriously and getting that information as quickly and as streamlined as possible can be a big help for you. So you follow me on Twitter at skating tripods. Uh, but, you know, again, I just think that as many resources as possible, along with the stats sites that are out there, you know, I'll talk about an example here coming up with one of the plays that I have for today where, I watched a pitcher's post-game interview, and I picked up on something that, you know, I already liked him in that game, but I picked up on something that he said that I went, you know what, that makes some sense, and it made me like that game even a little bit more. So I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes here, but let's go ahead and run through the games that I don't have plays on, then we'll take a short break and talk about the games that I do. Uh, the Marlins and the Rockies, Braxton Garrett and Kyle Freeland in this one. Marlins dollar fifteen dollar twenty favorite total of eleven for this one. The Marlins bouncing back yesterday behind Sandy Alcantara. Not really a big surprise there, but a couple of southpaws in this one here with Garrett and Freeland and Braxton Garrett. This is one of the reasons why I talk about looking at game logs. He's got a four sixty ERA on the season. However, he gave up eleven runs on fourteen hits, all of them earned back on May third and four and a third innings against the Braves. That is an ERA killer, to say the least. In his other seven starts and one re relief appearance, he's allowed 11 runs total. So he's only allowed nine runs in his seven starts, aside from that big disaster against the Braves. But a 460 ERA would suggest that he hasn't been very good. You know, and that's another reason why I think looking at the advanced metrics is more important because ERA definitely doesn't tell the whole story. With that being said... Garrett has allowed a lot of hard contact this season, and he has pitched around it more often than not. The start against the Braves, he didn't pitch around it at all. But there's a reason why he has a 349 batting average on balls in play, 
it's because he's got a 48.5% hard hit rate. And even if we take out the, that Atlanta game, still at 45%, like it's 44.95% in his other appearances, his other eight appearances this season. So he's a lot, a lot of hard contact. And, you know, sometimes that catches up with you and sometimes it doesn't. It's caught up with him a couple of times this season, starts against the Braves and I believe the Diamondbacks. Uh, but other than that, you know, he's been quite good. So we'll see what he's like here at Coors Field, where the thing that concerns me is if you allow a lot of hard contact, your command is not that great to begin with. And your command is always going to be worse at Coors Field just because of the atmospheric and environmental conditions. So that would be a little bit of a worry for Garrett here. Even though the Rockies are terrible against lefties, they are really, really bad. They're 28th overall with a 290 weighted on base average. They're 23rd at home with a 308 Woba. And Woba is not a park adjusted metric. WRC plus is anything with a plus sign does mean it's park adjusted. OPS plus WRC plus stuff like that. Woba is not park adjusted. So this just simply means the Rockies have not been good against lefties virtually anywhere throughout the course of this season. The Marlins have They're ninth and weighted on base average. So obviously I gave some thought to taking Miami here against Kyle Freeland, who hasn't really been great this season. Hasn't been bad either. Uh, he's actually been better at home than he's been on the road, which is a little bit of a surprise to me there. Uh, but not really a whole lot of interest in betting that game. Again, I, you know, I have kind of an initial thought and then I go through the information and see if it backs up the position that I initially thought about. Sometimes it'll take me the other way in this game. Just wound up taking me out in a no man's land to not have a play. The Phillies and the Braves here, Aaron Nola and Dylan Dodd in this one. Phillies, another team that's struggled against lefties so far this season here on um, that could help Dodd who, you know, he's made three starts at the big league level, haven't been particularly great. Uh, down in AAA, he's been okay, you know, sort of at times. Get four shutout innings last time out, but gave up 12 runs on 16 hits in his previous two starts. But the Phillies are 25th in Woba, 296 against lefties. They've only walked 5.5% of the time, struck out almost 26% of the time. That's not going to get it done. But that being said, Dylan Dodd, only seven strikeouts in 70 batters faced at the big league level. So this is one where I did think about Philadelphia because Aaron Nola takes on a Braves lineup that, as I've talked about throughout the week, as I've kind of harped on, they are a league average group against right-handed pitching. And Aaron Nola is a pretty good righty. 431 ERA, 366 XERA, 392 FIP for him. 65.1% left on base percentage. So that's really been the issue here for Nola throughout the course of the season has been stranding runners. And a big reason why is because his strikeout percentage is down almost 8% this year. And as I've talked about before, the biggest way to shut down Atlanta is to get swings and misses. Nola to this point in the season hasn't really racked up a whole lot of swings and misses thus far. He's done a good job limiting hard contact, but doesn't have the strikeouts. And you've got to have the strikeouts when you've got a pretty lackluster defensive team behind you. So that's why Nola's got the 65% left on base percentage and why it's been a bit of a struggle for him this season. The other game in the National League I don't have a play on is the Giants and the Brewers. And that's because this game is a mess. So Logan Webb was supposed to start today. He gets pushed back to Saturday. Now the Giants will use opener Scott Alexander, who will be pitching for the third time in four days. And then kind of a Johnny Holstaff approach out of the bullpen. 
Tristan Beck is more stretched out than Jake Junis is. Jake Junis threw 15 pitches on both Saturday and Sunday, working back-to-back days. Beck threw 39 pitches on Monday. So this is going to be kind of a, the bulk is sort of a piggyback, hoping to get, you know, maybe two innings out of each guy, something like that. Big mess here for the Giants, but that may pale in comparison to the mess for the Brewers, who it appears, as long as he doesn't have any issues with his physical, and maybe this has already been cleared, Julio Tehran will get the start for the Brewers here. Tehran made one start in 2021. That's his last major league appearance. In 40 innings at San Diego's AAA level, 563 ERA so far this season. Uh, This is maybe the worst game of the season so far that I've seen from a betting standpoint. Absolutely no clue what to do with this one. And sometimes that's going to happen. You know, just going to have games that you don't really want to have a whole lot of interest in. One game in the American League that I don't have a play on that hasn't started yet because the Blue Jays and the Rays already underway down there at the Trop. Oakland and Seattle. Mariners, eh, 240 to 250 favorite out there. Total seven and a half for this one. I will tell you that I thought about taking Oakland again. I backed J.P. Sears last weekend against Houston. They lost that game 3-2. to two. Sears pitched very well in that game. That one was there for the taking for the A's, and I think plus 245, I believe it was, uh, at least according to DraftKings with what was tracked in the article. Uh, they almost got there. You know, and I mean, look, they've won 10 of their 41 games, so, you know, it's very hard to make a bet on Oakland. There are some reasons to look at the A's today, and I thought about not only taking the straight money line price, plus 210, plus 220, that's out there in the market, but also taking the plus one and a half at even money. Now, the problem is this total is seven and a half. If this total was eight and a half, the plus one and a half for Oakland probably would have been plus 110, plus 115, something like that. But because of the low scoring expectation, because runs are thought to be at a premium in this game, we were only getting even money on Oakland, plus one and a half. But J.P. Sears, you know, look, he's given up some home runs this year. He's given up 11 home runs, 499 ERA, 498 FIP. But aside from those mistakes, 37.7% hard hit percentage, a 51 to 10 strikeout to walk ratio, the peripherals look really good for Sears. And the Mariners are not a good offense against lefties. 296 weighted on base average. They've also struck out over 27% of their plate appearances against lefties. So I thought about trying it with Sears again today. The other thing about this game is that Logan Gilbert may be building up towards a bit of a tough start here. 42.1% hard hit percentage on the season, but he's given up 18 hard hit balls and five barrels in his last two starts against the Tigers and the Braves. Those two starts drove his hard hit percentage up 4.5% for the season. So this is what I talked about yesterday with looking at game logs and kind of seeing if guys are building up towards maybe a difficult start, a start where things just don't go particularly well. Gilbert's kind of building up towards one of those. The peripherals are great. The numbers are good. In fact, he's a positive regression candidate in some respects with a 381 ERA and a 309 expected ERA. But... There's something about what we've seen recently within his command profile that almost got me to bet on Oakland. Didn't do it, may regret it if the A's win this game as a two-to-one dog. But just want to go through the process of that handicap there because I think a lot of people will just look at these big favorites and just cross the game off and throw the game away and not really look for any kind of edges. 
But to me, even if I don't make a bet in that game, maybe I uncover something in the data that can lead me to a bet down the line, whether it's on Sears, on Gilbert, against Gilbert, against Sears, whatever the case may be. So that's why I give every game the time of day and see if I can pull something out of it. We'll be right back on VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets with today's four plays for the Thursday card. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Please rate, review, subscribe, five star reviews. Very, very much appreciated. Hopefully you enjoy the show. I've heard some good feedback here of late with people enjoying the program. So hopefully that continues because we've got a hell of a lot of baseball left. We are almost two months into the season. Season started, of course, back on March 30th. So we're almost two months into the start of the season, which means we're getting into the dog days of summer. We're getting into the time of the year where sample sizes are pretty significant. We can start believing in a lot more of these things and hopefully that will lead to stronger results overall and less of kind of that roller coaster ride that, uh, you know, I, for whatever reason, typically seem to have every baseball season. All right. So we start with the first play that I've got here as we go to the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., seeing some late money hit the board here on the Padres behind Blake Snell, Jake Irvin getting the call here today for the Nationals. Total nine and a half in this game with a little bit of underjuice. Padres up to a minus 190, minus 200 favorite out there on the betting board. This one at time of writing over at DraftKings, the first five over five at minus 110, the play here for this one. 
So Nationals against the lefty, and I got to be honest with you, I'm upset that I didn't take the Nationals yesterday with Trevor Williams against Ryan Weathers. Ryan Weathers is not a good pitcher, and that was the opportunity to get the Nationals at plus money against the lefty. Didn't do it. Frustrating. Hopefully, we get a little bit of it back here in this game. Snell struggled this year. 540 ERA, 594 expected ERA, 554 FIP in 45 innings of work. His strikeout rate down from 32% last year to 23.8% this year, and his walk rate up from 9.5% to 13.4%. He's given up nine home runs as well in 45 innings. Last year, in 128 innings, Snell only allowed 11 home runs. The barrel rate is up over 5% from last year. The command and the control, both not very good. And... You know, last outing, six runs on five hits to the Red Sox over four innings. His fifth start of the year with a hard hit percentage of 50% or higher. He's just not sharp. He's just not pitching well for this season here. And I think the Nationals, still a top 10 offense against lefties, can take advantage of that. And I also think that the Padres, who it's been a struggle for them offensively throughout the course of the season here. But I think this is a good opportunity against Jake Irvin. Jake Irvin, in his first two starts, gave up one run on six hits. In his last two starts, 12 runs on 11 hits and just seven and a third innings pitched. 15 to 12 strikeout to walk ratio. Tigers just hit a bunch of loud contact off of him. In four starts, Irvin has a 4.4% swinging strike rate. League average is about 11% for starting pitchers. So this is a guy who doesn't get chases. Three of his four starts, chase rate under 15%. 550 ERA, 687 expected ERA. The Padres have issues. They absolutely have issues. But I think Irvin is a good matchup for them here. Also, they've been a bit unlucky against righties on the season with just a 255 batting average on balls in play. Top 10 pull rate, top 10 rate of soft percentage contact, which is defined by uh, Baseball Info Solutions. Typo in today's article with that. They've hit the ball pretty well against righties to not get a whole lot of returns. So I like the first five over five in this game between the Nationals and the Padres and seeing it up to minus 120 now at DraftKings, still think that's worth a play, even with the juice kind of getting bumped up a little bit there. Next up on the board for me, the only side play of the day, it's the Chicago Cubs. And how about a blast from the past here with this name? Kyle Hendricks makes the start here today for the Cubs. Carlos Carrasco getting the start for the Mets. So Hendricks, you know, look, I think he was pitching hurt each of the last two years where his numbers really fell apart from 2015 to 2020, 317 ERA, 355 FIP over a four to one strikeout to walk ratio, only gave up a hundred homers and 967 innings pitched. This guy's been good and he's been a master at limiting hard contact throughout the course of his career. And I think he was hurt. I think now he's had time to kind of fix that shoulder. Remember, He was a guy that threw a ton of innings for the Cubs when they're kind of in that prime contention window from 2015 to, you know, kind of the tail end of 2019 when they started to kind of blow it up and rebuild on the fly kind of thing. But I thought this was really interesting. So in five rehab starts, Hendricks allowed 13 runs on 21 hits, but 10 of those runs came in his first two starts. So once he settled in his last three rehab starts, Three runs allowed on 13 hits over 16 innings, 14 to two strikeout to walk ratio. And this is that post game interview that I'm talking about. So I watched a Hendricks interview 
after his last rehab start where, you know, of course, they were asking him, hey, do you think this is the last rehab start? You know, are you going to be back in the big leagues next time around? And, you know, he kind of downplayed it and said, well, whatever the team wants, you know, this and that. And he got asked about the pitch clock. And I thought it was interesting because the reporter also framed the question by saying, you know, hey, like, what do you think about the pitch clock as a guy who you've generally worked fast throughout your career anyway? And Hendricks came back and said, you know what? In the first two starts, it was something I kind of struggled with. It was something that, you know, you have to keep in mind. It's It doesn't become second nature when you're first starting out with it. And that kind of struck me because his last minor league start came in 2017. Major League Baseball didn't have the pitch clock until this year. So not only was Hendricks coming back off of a major surgery and the accompanying rehab, where you would expect his command to kind of be a little bit shaky, he also, for the first time ever, had to deal with the pitch clock. So it makes sense that he struggled. And it also makes sense that when he settled in, he looked like the Kyle Hendricks that we're used to seeing. On the other hand, we're not we're not used to seeing this version of Carlos Carrasco here. 868 ERA, 697 FIP, giving up 18 runs in 18 and two-thirds innings this season, only 11 strikeouts against 10 walks. He was fine in his two rehab starts, came back up, gave up five runs on five hits to a Cleveland team that virtually can't hit anybody. The Cubs are a top 10 offense against lefties by weighted on base average. Carrasco doesn't get the swing and miss anymore that he used to. Frankly, I think he's still pitching hurt. And it's a damn shame because he's one of the best guys in baseball. You know, he spends his offseason traveling the world and, you know, working with charities and donating to charities and all these kinds of things. I root for this dude more than anybody else in baseball, but not today. I'll be on the Cubs today, minus 115 for the article, but seeing minus 110, minus 107 out there now, shop around for the best price on this one. I do like the Cubs on the money line with Hendricks over Carrasco. Next up on the card here, another game that I didn't really think I'd have a whole lot of interest in, but actually do. And that is the White Sox and the Tigers. Lucas Giolito and Alex Fado in this one. And Giolito has been great this season. 362 ERA, 379 expected ERA, 381 FIP. Because the biggest thing for him this year is that he struck out well over a batter per inning and only walked 12 guys. When Giolito's running good, he's not walking people. Because he's a guy that has pretty good command and really good raw stuff. The metrics are pretty high on Giolito more often than not. But the biggest thing has been the walk rate for him. Well, today, he takes on a Tigers team that's a bottom three lineup against right-handed pitching. And a, they've been a bottom five lineup throughout much of the season. And the one thing that Detroit has done here recently over the last couple of weeks that's been a positive, despite being 25th in WOBA, they have an 11.2% walk rate. Well, you're not drawing many walks off of Lucas Giolito at this point in time. So I think this is a really, really good matchup for Giolito, who can get the swing and miss, whose hard hit percentage is down to 35.9%. He's you know been good throughout the course of the season here. But what really sold me on this play was looking at Alex Fado. So Alex Fado, 460 ERA, that doesn't sound good, but a 353 expected ERA and a 609 FIP. So Fado's given up some home runs. He's allowed five homers in his three starts. But the White Sox don't hit for a lot of power. They don't hit righty as well. And something else about Fado, and again, I talk about looking at the game logs to find some more information. So in his three starts, 
He's faced the Cardinals, the Mariners, and the Nationals. The Nationals swing and miss at like the lowest rate in baseball. They have the lowest strikeout percentage in all of baseball. The Cardinals don't swing and miss much, but the Mariners do. And interestingly enough, the White Sox actually swing and miss more than the Mariners do. And Seattle's biggest issue throughout the course of this season has been striking out. In his start against the Mariners, Fado had a 12.8% swinging strike rate, struck out seven in that outing. I don't think it's a good night for hitting at Comerica Park. It'll be a little bit chilly. Wind is blowing out a little bit, but it'll be a little bit chilly there. These are two bad offenses, particularly bad offenses against right-handed pitching. And I think both starters can have success here in this game. And over the last two weeks, these two bullpens are top six in ERA and top 10 in FIP. So I took under eight in this game here. It was eight and a half overnight. Certainly would have liked it more at eight and a half than I do at eight. But I like Giolito and I like Fado in this matchup. And these two bullpens have been throwing the ball very, very well. So under eight to the White Sox and the Tigers. Lastly, another total here. And we'll see if this one, we can run it back from last night. The Orioles and the Yankees. I actually thought that this game was postponed. My MLB app told me it was postponed. I got kind of pissed off because the Dodgers could have had a push on Mookie Betts' home run, but gave up two runs in the fifth for a loser in that one. But then it was a nice surprise to see this game go over the total with the Orioles and the Yankees because I thought it wasn't even going to get played. But I'm running it back tonight looking at over nine this time as opposed to over eight yesterday when we had Cortez up against Wells. Tonight we got Kyle Gibson and Clark Schmidt. So Kyle Gibson, 427 ERA, 485 expected ERA, 418 FIP. But the big thing about him and most Orioles pitchers at that and a big reason why I looked to fade Tyler Wells yesterday There's a huge difference between pitching at Oriole Park and pitching on the road. Gibson this season, 35 and a third innings on the road, 352 Woba against 509 ERA at home, 304 ERA, 297 Woba against. So Gibson has been much better at home than he's been on the road, which is not a big surprise at all. Schmidt is a six ERA, 498 expected ERA, 439 FIP, gives up a ton of hard contact. He's given up 10 homers in 45 innings, has a 47.4% hard hit percentage. Six of his eight homers allowed have come at home. Lefties have a 452 Woba against him and a 644 slugging percentage. Orioles, top 10 offense in road Woba against righties. That's not a big surprise. They'll throw six or seven lefties at Schmidt in this one. I like over nine here. You can find even money on this one for the Yankees and the Orioles, but I'm expecting runs here again in this one with two starting pitchers that just, I don't think, fit that ballpark all that well. So the four plays for tonight, we got the first five over five between the Padres and the Nationals, the Cubs money line with Kyle Hendricks up against Carlos Carrasco, got the under in the White Sox and Tigers under eight, Lucas Giolito and Alex Fado in that one, and then the over nine between the Orioles and the Yankees. I'll be back with one more edition for this week of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets, our Friday edition, kind of recapping the week, also taking a look at the extended holiday weekend with what should be some good series as Major League Baseball. Pretty good at doing that on those holiday weekends. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, subscribe. Greatly appreciate that. And I will talk to you again tomorrow with another edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.